Good morning, good morning, everybody. Arise and shine. <laughs> I thank God so much for waking us up this morning. But I do want to pinpoint some things this morning, uh, what God is doing in and through our lives for those who need a word to what, how you feel. And for those of you who are feeling a little strange or feel like, you know, some of us may feel like we are so in tune to God. We're right there, God, right there in the midst. And some of us may feel like, you know, it's a stretch to, to get a word from God or to feel the presence of God around you. And the answer to that, if you're feeling that way, is God wants to take you up higher in him. See, we all he wants to take us higher and higher. We don't ever get comfortable where we are. So if you're feeling like, you know, God, you're not being response, you're not responding as much as I want you to or as how fast I want you to. And I just feel like you're not around. I don't feel your presence around, but I know you there. I just don't feel you around. God wants you to come up higher today. He wants you to come up higher. Allow God to take you higher in him. And by opening up your mouth, just asking him, God, take me higher in you today. Take my worship higher in you today. Take my praise higher. Take my thought process higher in you today. Take my love higher in you today. Take me higher in every area of my life higher in you today. I lower myself that you begin to increase more and more in and through my life, God. And for those who are feeling, you know, strange, uh, like you feel disconnected, I want you to connect yourself. Connect yourself with your availability to God. Be available more to spend more time with God and allow God to give him time to show up. Sometimes we're moving too fast. And I'm going to give you an example. You could be in worship with God for 15 minutes and then out of that 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you're getting tired and you're ready to go. The whole time, God won't show up the last five minutes. You understand? You get what I'm saying? When I say show up, he's already there in the midst, but I mean the way you want him to show up or the way he wants to show up and show up or reveal something to you or download something to you. See, we got to stop putting time on God. You understand? We got to stop putting time on God. Stop putting our thoughts on how we thinking, how God thinking or how God is responding or what God is saying. Just open yourself up, clear your mind, clear your heart and let God begin to download more and more in and through your life. God is teaching us what he's doing. To, he's putting a word to what he's doing in and through our life because sometimes we, we don't, we're not even focused on what God is doing. We just know that God is actually working and we're not even focused on what the word is to the theology about it, but we just know we're just being used by God. We're walking with God. We've been obedient to God. We've given God our life. You know, our lifestyle become the living word of God. But God want to put a word to what you are. You already know who you are and what you called to do strategically. And I say that because a lot of us walking around not knowing our purpose. Let me tell you something. God favored you so much that he do not take pleasure in you not knowing your purpose. Let me tell you again, he do not take pleasure in you not knowing your purpose. The thing is, see, some of us are so focused on what we call to do because you want to put a title onto your name, but let God exalt you. You just keep on following God. Keep obeying God. See, God looking for you to have the child like everything. You understand? Kids not focus on how they look or, or or what they saying. They just open their mouth and just do. They open their mouth and just say. They go and do. You get, you get what I'm saying? And God wants us to be the same exact way. Be childlike. You understand? But be immature in the sense of have, knowing who your God is. 
And I say that because God wants us to be a va- I mean, vulnerable all the time and be broken. And to be broken means to just humble yourself and just lower yourself so God can begin to exalt himself in and through your life. We cannot try to come to God fixed because you're not fixed if you're not walking with God. I'm going to tell you something. We're not. And God said, I gotta, I want them to know that I don't take pleasure in them not knowing their purpose. Only way you get to know your purpose is simply follow me. See, a lot of us focusing on the wrong things. Like, for example, someone was telling me uh, how the Bible, I mean, when the Bible came about. Oh, it came about this year. You don't know that this t- happened this day, this time. Let me tell you something. I'm not focused on how the Bible came about. I'm focused on why it came about. You understand? It's so much more beneficiary to know why instead of how. So it opened up a major door for you to begin to hunger for why it came about. So then you begin to read the word of God. Then you begin to identify yourself in the word of God. And you begin to hear God's promises concerning your life and those who are around you. And then you begin to hold God to his word. Then you begin to build a relationship with God. See, a lot of us don't have a relationship with God. We worship God, but don't have a relationship. We praise God, but don't have a relationship. God wants to get to know you. And the thing is, let me tell you something. He already does because he created you. But he wants to get to spend time with you tangibly. Spending time with you, laughing with you, you telling him your deepest thoughts and you cutting off the TV, you tuning yourself out to the world's way of doing things and you begin to tap into heaven and you begin to say, God, I want to know more about you. What's going on in heaven? You begin to ask things. You begin to become bold. That's all it's about. You have, you be bold enough to consider God as your friend so you can talk to God about whatever you want to talk to him about and trust me, he will answer every question you have. It might not be right then and there, but trust me, you will have peace until he comes and you will be, you will be wanting nothing. You won't be feeling like, God, I need you to answer me. Where are you? No, he's going to always leave you satisfied even until he answers when, you, when you're ready to receive the answer that God has for you. So again, I pray that you guys understanding what I'm saying. As I'm talking to you guys, I have to remember to slow my words down because out of excitement, I tend to talk very fast. And sometimes I, I re-listen to what I'm saying. I go back and play what I said or what I minister. And I'd be like, wow, I can't understand some of the words I even said. <laughs> but I know what I'm saying. But if I was you, I probably wouldn't have understood. So I'm going to slow my words down. <laughs> and still give God praise. <laughs> and God thanks just for being our God and our Father being so in love with us, so tuned to us, just so uh, eager and honor, honorable to bless us. He's honoring to bless you. He, that's his great pleasure is to bless us. Bless us with his presence. Bless us with his knowledge, with his way of thinking, with his characteristics, with his power and authority. Being just his child, what we have a right to, what our benefits of walking with God. Inheriting the promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you. <laughs> Add your name into the equation, and you. <laughs> He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you. So whatever your name is, say, and me. <laughs> but again, I want to go back to, to um, putting a word onto what God is doing. So a lot of times we be focused on, I had a couple of people, a couple of people ask me, um, 
I want to know what I'm called to do. I want to know what my title is. And they try to identify their title due to what they like doing. And I say, it doesn't always come by because you have a God gifted us greatly. And some of us are walking around with so many gifts as myself. See, I didn't focus on that because I'm, I'm gifted. I'm going to tell you what, how I began to sharpen my gifts. When I was 12 years old, I had, my dwelling place was my, my bedroom window. So when I come home from school, when I wake up in the morning or on the weekends, that's where I go at. And I don't let no one know where I'm, what I'm doing in that window. So I wait for the right opportune time when people, when my sister and my brother are going outside or my mom at work, I go straight to the window. This is nothing but me and God and Heavenly Host. And, and when I was 12, even then, if I, I probably was either going on 12 or 12. I wasn't, I wasn't nothing further than that. And I said, God, um... I just put two and two together. I read the scripture that said God could do all things. And then I said, hold up. I put two and two together. You can do all things. There's nothing that you cannot do. And I'm made in your image. And I'm formed in your, I'm for, I'm formed in your likeness. Let me repeat that correctly. I'm made in your image and formed in your likeness. And there's nothing that you cannot do. Therefore, there's nothing I cannot do. So I can do everything you can. And when I begin to open myself up to that, I start noticing anything that I think I can't do, I begin to gravitate and know I can't and begin to speak and say, I can. That built up my confidence. That made me bold. Like God opened up a major door unto me just because I made that confession, that declaration. And because of that, I've been gifted in so many areas. I don't tell myself I can't do nothing. Cooking, be the best of that. Uh, designing, be the best of that. Preaching, be the best of that. Whatever it is that I put my heart to do, I'm the best of that. That's how I see it because a great... Mm, I want y'all to grab hold of what I'm trying to say to you this morning. Allow <laughs> it to come out so smoothly, God. Hallelujah. And I just want you guys to know that you can do all things through Christ. Don't think, don't, don't limit yourself. Don't just try to identify and pinpoint what am I really good at? Oh, that's what I'm called to do. That's the point I'm trying to make. No, that's not. I want you to focus on knowing that you can do all things. Don't ever consider yourself saying you can't do anything. Do not make can't an option in your life. When it comes to you doing anything of God, allow, don't even, you don't even entertain that word can't because you can. You might just don't want to. But you can. So I want you to know that. And the things that you may not even be considering yourself good at. If you really want to become better at it, then work on it. If you don't, then so be it. Some things I just don't care for. I don't care for climbing, uh, mountain climbing and, and skydiving. I don't care for things like that. You understand? So I'm not focused on to become better at things like that. Hopefully that example helped you out. But I want you guys to focus on just following God. Just knowing how good God is. Just meditating on God. See, a lot of us, we have a lot of word. We fill with a lot of word. But we just don't actually have the relationship. See, I had more relationship than I had word. And when I say word, I mean like reading. Like some of you guys read day and night. Like spend like like 10 hours in reading. And my thing is, it's so beneficial to read. Yes, it is. But sometimes studying you reading, it's, it's, it's also good to calm yourself down, quiet yourself, and begin to listen. 
Because you might be wanting to read a, a scripture that God wants you to read something else. Or God might want you to pray while you're still, you know, reading. But it's so good to read. Don't let me take that away from you. And I will not even try to. But reading is very good. But it's, 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 it's pointless if you're reading and you're not applying what you're reading into your life. If what you're reading about God is not your lifestyle, the goodness of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, then, then you need to sit there and go away with God. Sit there and meditate. How can I align my life to become the living word of God? It's all, it all starts with a relationship. See, we just reading and we're knowing we're reading, but you got to become that word you're reading. You hear me? Become that word you're reading. It said God is love. You become love. He gave you that gift. You become love. How can I become love? God say, how can you love me who you have not seen? And disrespect your neighbor every day. Become love. So meditate on to love. Loving. Loving in the midst of hate. Loving when you don't even feel like it. You got to begin to allow God to shape you and mold you on who you really are in him. See, how you were without him, that's not who you are. That's the opposite. That's contrary to who you really are in God. You're not broke. You're rich. You're not sick. You are healed. You understand? You are prosperous. Encourage yourself. I noticed there are a lot lift up Idaho right now, God. The weapon from against that state would prosper. I lift it up right now, God, that you get the glory and honor out of Idaho in Jesus' name. And whatever you want to reveal to me regarding that state, continue to do so in Jesus' name. Devil, you under our feet. God will give you some states to pray for. And, you know, he'll download some things into your life. They only have to be states. It can be anything. So you have to open yourself up and become available to Every area of your life that God wants to be used and use you in. Don't just limit God. Never limit God. He's limitless. And I want you guys to know if you're feeling like you, God is not listening to you or you feel like I just, I, I'm just, I'm seeking God, but I feel like I'm not getting no answer. The thing is just come away with God and quiet yourself and let him do the speaking. He's not going to over talk you. Some of us talk too much in the presence of God and not listen at all. You don't give God a chance to say anything. And then you could be on the wrong subject. You want to know what your purpose is. God want to release his love to you. So open your ears up this morning. I pray you begin to open up your spiritual ear gates. Close your natural hearing down for a second. And I want you to open up your spiritual ears this morning. And I want you to begin to listen. What God has to say. And how you begin to listen. First of all, know that God is always saying he loves you. And we and some of us are thinking to hear <clears throat> a voice naturally say, in any kind of way you think God going to say it to you. I'm not going to try to imitate the voice I think God, how he would sound. But you, I want you to simply just quiet yourself. <laughs> God, that's funny. I'm not going to allow you to. Be, you know, discouraged or be rubbed the wrong way or turn around because of you not receiving what you think you should be receiving at the time. So I want God to be exalted in and through your life. See, make it all about God. See, you thinking about you. I want this. What's my purpose? What's this? No, make it about God. That's who it's all about. His goodness, his mercy, his glory in and through your life. You become submissive unto God. You humble yourself unto God. When you gave God, when you made Jesus the Lord over your life, you gave him full authority over your life. So stop trying to take back what you've given to him. 
quiet yourself. Listen. Look at the visions that God is showing you. He's talking to you mostly in your dreams, some of us. He's showing some of us visions. Some of us he put in our hearts. Some of us he's just tugging and pulling on. And some of us we can feel it all at one time. But it's all about you opening up yourself to receive from your almighty God. A lot of times we're missing what God is saying because we're coming to God, but we don't know that he is God. And when I say that, your words and your actions speak it all for you. For you. Action speaks louder than words. God, thank you for your stillness you just provided this morning. Very peaceful. I love it. And I released that into your atmosphere as well. I want you to begin to spend more time with God. I don't want you to spend time with God this day asking for anything. I want you to spend more time just receiving what God wants you to have this day. I want God to stir up some things on the inside of you. I want God to begin to release more fire into your life. And oh my, your, your belly about to overflow this morning, God says. So get ready. He's stirring up some things. That hunger and that thirst after him. Oh, he about to. Mm, 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 mm. God, give me a word of what you're saying. <laughs> and not just mm, 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 all the time. People want to hear sometimes, like, okay, mm -mm is what? <laughs> um, is what? <laughs> I want you guys to stop being so, some of you guys are, do, are too hard on yourself. You're thinking too much. You're thinking too much. And it's so simple. Just only come away with God. Believe that he is God. Open up yourself to say, God, I don't know what you called me to do, but I just want to come away with you. Because the more I know who you are, you begin to reveal to me who I am in you. And I just want you to know that, that God is good. God is so open, so ready, so willing to download any question you may have. And he knows that you're eager to listen. You're, you're so hungry to find out. And for those who don't know who your, what your purpose is, I want you to go away with God. Let God take you on a spiritual journey. And allow God to sharpen you and mold you. For what he called you to do. And I'm going to tell you something. If you walk around here knowing what you're called to do. Whether you're called to be a chef. Whether you're called to be a lawyer. Whether you're called to be an evangelist. It doesn't even matter. I don't want no one to think. Just because you don't have a five. You're not in the five-fold ministry anointing on your life. I'm going to tell you something. Every single one of us. God has downloaded his glory. His purpose in and through our life. He loves us all. God don't give no one no more than, than the other. And I, don't, I don't want no one to feel that way. Oh, God. Oh, okay. He graced her more than me. Or he blessed her more than me. He, God is not a God of, he don't have no respect of person. Some of us are further than others because a lot of us are willing and our everybody walk is different. You can't compare your time frame on your walk with God or your honor to God with someone else's loyalty unto God. And we're all called to do things differently. Some of us, God requires us to be, have much more of his presence, much more of his covering upon our life because some of us are called to go places that you wouldn't even dare to go so don't even dare to even uh consider your your um your lifestyle or your worship or your honor or your anointing compared to somebody else's you understand don't compare your anointing and your calling with someone else's don't consider yours to be less significant that's what i'm trying to tell you it is significant get to know god a little bit more matter of fact a lot more so he could download to how significant you are and how important your, your calling is in this earth and how important you is to be in a member in the body of Christ.
iron sharpens iron. You are needed. You are wanted. God has been honored because of what he put on the inside of you. He loved the glory that he's reaping off of what he sowed on the inside of you. So stop thinking less of yourself. We got to stop because we see somebody um, laying hands and seeing them recover. And you consider somebody to be more holy than you or more powerful than you. No, you're powerful. You're holy. You're a child of God. And some of you couldn't even dare to walk in someone else's shoes. And yet you want their anointing. I'm going to tell you something. I don't want nothing that doesn't belong to me. I only pray for those who are walking with God. All of us are walking with God. But some of us are called a little bit higher than others. Don't, don't go outside yourself. Please don't. Please don't. Don't spend your time looking at other people's anointing and you're trying to identify your anointing or, or compare yours with theirs. God used me to keep standing in this area because I must, it must be some people out there who are actually feeling that way. And, and you will get people coming to you saying, oh, I wish I had that. Oh, you're just so blessed. No, you are blessed as well. Matter of fact, keep me in prayer because you have no idea too much is given. Much is required. Do you know what's required of me to get up here and be bold to go upon these nations? Do you know what's required of me? To walk with this boldness, this fire, this anointing. For God to be able to come to me and tell me or show me what's supposed to be taking place, giving out warnings to people. You have no idea. Let me give you an example. Let me testify an example for you. There was a person who was on their way. To rob a bank. And God told me. He showed me the dream. The person went to rob. They went in. All these people sized this person up to rob this bank. And they acted like they was going to go inside with them to accomplish. To, to fulfill the, the plan. And when the, when the time for the plan to unfold. They went into this bank. And they left the person by themselves. And that person went in there and robbed the entire bank. Took all the money. And what made, what made this person get in trouble, they got away for a certain period of time. But what got this person in trouble is that this person did not disguise their face. They, was just, they just got so talked into doing it, got so siced up. And they went in there and did it. And then all of a sudden, they was on a run. Then, they, then the police went to that person's mother and, and kept saying, give up your child. The mother got, Obviously, the mother must have hiding their child. And that person spent the rest of their life in prison. And all they could think about is I shouldn't have done it. Or they lied to me. They said it was going to help me out. And they left me in there by myself. So after I had that dream, God said, get up. I said, I'm up. I'm up. I always say, get up. I'm up. <laughs> and then he said, I want you to call this person and tell them exactly what you saw in your dream. I said, God, you tripping. <laughs> he said, no, I am not. I want you to call. I said, God, I haven't called this person in a long time. And me to call to say something like that. Are you serious? But I would never tell God no. You heard what I mean? I said, you tripping, but I ain't say no. <laughs> so I said, okay, God, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me set myself up first before I do it. 
Long story short, I called the person and I said exactly what God told me to say. All of a sudden, I heard the phone drop. I said, what the world? Hello? Hello? And they picked up and said, my God. Girl, I was on my way. I said, Jesus. Woo! Jesus. But when I had that dream and I woke up, my heart was so heavy. I was like, I, you know it's God. Because you don't think about certain people. And you, and you know when it's something from God. And I was like, wow. And she was like, mm, mm, mm. You blessed me, girl. Because they called me. They were talking to me about doing this, girl. Making it sound so good to me. And I was on my way to go meet them to talk about this thing. See how God works? And then God will also put you somewhere spiritually. Like you'll be in your bed sleep, And he'll take you to a whole other country while you're in your bed. I have so many examples. I mean, so many testimonies of how God used me in that way. And it all started because God counseled me to say, you know what, God? You always so concerned about what's in our heart, what's on our mind. And I said, God, I want to take it back. I want to flip it and put it back on you. What's in your heart? What's on your mind? And ever since then, he's been taking me, oh my goodness, so many countries in my, while I'm sleeping in my bed and calling forth his glory, oh, he, um, mm, 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 casting out devils in certain places, certain states. Uh, coming against vampire spirits. Oh my goodness. I mean, they had the teeth and fangs and all. I'm trying to tell you, and I'm saying all of that because it's preparation to get to where God wants you to go. And a lot of us want somebody else's anointing, but you can't even stand the preparation it takes. You hear me? To be able to just allow God to vent to you. First of all, God got to shopping and mode you to be able to download anything in us. And some of us are still walking around not believing in him, but you want to be a prophet, but you're still not believing. You're still considering a doctor's report, but you want to prophesy. Come on. Come on. How you gonna lay hands on somebody else and you and you struggling on receiving healing yourself? Come on. God knows who represents him, right? God knows where your heart is. But a lot of us, we in uh, self-deception or we in denial. We don't want to think about ourselves or our weaknesses or our issues, but we want to go to help somebody else's issues. I didn't grow up wanting, I just knew that I was significant enough to do whatever God asked me to do. And I knew that I was different in a lot of areas because a lot of things that I was feeling, most people, I never heard no one mention. Being seven years old, walking around with love, talking to God, and you don't even see that around you. In churches and places like that. And you're trying to identify what God's releasing. But you don't see it. That makes you know that, hold on, it's something different about me. What is it? And the difference is your relationship. You become to be the opposite of what people that's walking around with their natural way of doing things. They asking for money. Money, 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 money in a lot of these churches as I was growing up. So I said, God, I never forget, I was like 10. I said, let me preach. He counseled me. He already called me to do that. 
But in order for him to release more to me, I have to invite him in that area. So in order for me to invite him in that area, he counseled me to ask him to do it. Counsel me, he put you in a he, he put you in a situation or in a place or had a hunger in your heart to ask him to do something that he already done or he already wants to do. Just so he can show up and show out. I said, God, let me preach. I don't gotta preach in no church. They talking about the electric bill. They talking about why this, why the pastor gotta wear these clothes and we got nothing. Let me preach. I preach outside for free. Won't be no bills. God said, I see your zeal. I see your hunger. Walk around. You got to begin to allow God to shape you and mold you. Another testimony of me. I grew up under the Jewish laws. Grew up Jewish. When I began to read what happened to Christ, I said, hold up. Wait a second. You mean tell me these people, the ones who betrayed Christ, was actually Jews? I began to hate Jews. I was, I was in my teens, my early teens. I said, God, you better not place no Jew around me. If you do, it's over. Because you know, I, was, I, grew, I grew up was told to defend those you love. So if somebody's messing with your sister or your brother or your family member, you go and help them out physically <laughs> in an altercation. And that's how we show how much we care about one another. Oh, somebody messing with you? Okay, let's go. Let's go. You know, and that's, 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 but the thing is, that's how it was with God. I didn't know no other way. So I said, okay, they playing with you, Christ? They play with you, Christ? Oh, for real? Where were these Jews at? So I thought that they was, I thought that God was honored that I was, you know, taking up for them. You know, I'm like, where they at? I'm talking about the, what? They playing with you? Let's go. Let's go. Where these Jews at? I said, God, you, where these Jews at? Show me where these Jews at. Let me, if, I, I, I used to ask people their religion, y'all. Just, just for somebody to say a Jew. I'm trying to tell you. I'm walking around with all this as a young teenager, like 12, I mean, 13 years old. No more than 13, probably not even 13 yet. I'm just giving the highest age I'm thinking that probably is, but probably was much younger than that. I know I was in elementary. And, um, like, probably sixth grade. I say sixth grade. And, um, my God, I was just, like, looking for Jews, y'all. I was on a Jew hunt. And, and God, I thank God he never ever revealed one to me. Because God did not call me to have a jail ministry. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. And I was like, I, I, I told God, and I went to, I talked to Christ in the window. I said, you know what? I'm never going to forgive those who betrayed you. I'm not. I'm not. And if I see any of their descendants here from generation upon generation, it's over for them. So I was like 13, the most. And then all of a sudden, I'm 25. I'm dancing in my living room with God. With Jesus. I'm dancing. We having a good time. All of a sudden, he walk away and sit down. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You already know. When, when Jesus, when you, when you do anything with God, y'all having a good time, y'all laughing. All of a sudden, that laugh gets serious. And we begin to sit down from dancing. You know he's trying to tell you something. And you know it's something that is either going to uh, prune you, <laughs> cut you, or it, whatever it is, is to get you better. To cause you to become better. So I said, okay, God, you about to do something. You about to cut me. What is it that you're about to do? So I sat down with him. I just looked. And the first thing Jesus did, he showed me his hands. And when he showed me his hands, he showed me the, the holes in his hands. It was on that day when he got his hands nailed on the cross. 
And I said, nope, not right now. No, no, no. And I got up and I walked away a little bit. I walked away from him, but I, I didn't get too far. And I said, wait a second. Oh, man. I didn't forgive those people. I didn't. He brought me back to my conversation I had when I was 12 or 13 years old. When I said I would never forgive the Jews, he brought me back to that. See, he waited till I was mature enough to have this kind of conversation. Listen well, please. So he waited from 4 to 13 to 25. You see that long distance of a gap? And he, see, he took his time to, to, to grow me up, to be able to hear and understand what took place. So 25. And during that process, y'all probably said, what happened throughout that, all that time? Okay, it took some time to be rededicated. To get God planted me in a church home and God released his word through the prophets and the pastors that he put in place in my, and the apostles he placed in my life. So I went home and that relationship opened up everything that God wanted to say and do. Okay, just to get you caught up. And so back to the conversation. I said, okay, I saw his hands. I walked away. Then I came back. I sat down. I said, okay, just go ahead and reveal to me. Then he began to show me everything that took place during his crucifixion. Oh, my goodness. I began to draw what he was showing me. Uh, his back, oh my God, was so unrecognizable. Some of the flesh was even, it fell off his back. No piece of skin on his back was smooth. He began to show me some of the thorns that came off that was in his hair. Some of the, some thorns were broken in his hair and blood was all in his hair and cuts were in his hair. He began to show me how some of his teeth, oh my goodness. His mouth, his lip was busted and nose was split. Oh my God, his eyes were black. He began to show me all of these things that was happening. I said, oh my God, did he show me his hands? Did he show me his feet? I said, Jesus. And he said, let me tell you, I'll do it all over again for you. I said, see, you, you always got to say stuff like that. <laughs> my God. He said, I'll do it all over for you. See how Jesus thinks, how he talks to us? Who says stuff like that? Who shows you all the torture they've been through? The persecution. And yet he said he'd do it over and over just for you. Come on. Who don't want to serve a Lord like that? Who don't want to give a Jesus all you got hearing something like that? Don't think for a second Jesus was scared. When he asked God to pass it over him, that's just a hurry. Not, not just to, not because of he was being afraid. He was afraid. His heart became so heavy. To the point he just wanted to be hurry up and be over with. Yeah, we went through so much persecution. Like, just hurry up and get over with. I already see the out result. Just get it over with already. Because it don't feel good to be betrayed. It don't feel good for no one to listen when you're trying to release the truth and yet they still don't believe, but yet they want to believe. Walking with the Messiah. is so many examples of how they was not believing. He had to do so much for them to just to believe. And that very night before he got betrayed, he told them to come and pray with him. And they kept falling asleep. See, if they know then what we know now, trust me, it would have been written a lot differently. 
But certain things had to take place in order for Christ to be portrayed. It had to take someone bold enough to portray him in order for him to be crucified. You understand? See, portrayal had to take place. He had to be in the hands of the enemy in order for him to be conquered, to be captured. Let me say captured, not conquered. Correction. Captured to be crucified in order to be resurrected for us to have eternal life. So instead of being upset about it, we should be rejoicing. See, God was revealing to me that his people were doing the opposite to what those who were under the influence of Satan was doing. See, Satan and his followers, they were laughing and cheering. Yeah, crucify him, crucify him. Hurry up and do it. And God's children, we're, uh, the disciples and Mary and all of them, they were sitting there crying, no, don't kill our Messiah. Don't do it. Trust me, God said it's supposed to have been the other way around. It, it, something not right here. Y- y'all doing, you doing what they supposed to be doing and you're doing what they, you supposed to be rejoicing. You about to receive salvation, eternal life, being brought back to me. He's giving his life for you. It's for the glory. Rejoice. What are you crying for? Satan should have been crying because he, mm, mm, mm. his plan is destroyed. Forever. And there's nothing he can ever do about it. It's finished. Christ already given himself for us. It's over. You won because of what he done. You're victorious because of what he done. You can prosper because of what he done. You got a relationship with God because of what he done. You receive eternal life because of what he done. And it don't have to be done again. It's finished. So God wanted me to know all of that that night. Don't hate the Jews. Don't hate anybody. It had to be done. And I used to be in a quick testimony. I was like, God, you could have written it to happen any other way. Why did you write it to happen this way? Why he had to come and give his life and, and get crucified and be betrayed and be hurt and be, you know, tortured so brutally. Tra- tra- you know, such a tragedy. I said, God, you could have wrote it any other way. I kind of got felt some kind of way about that when I was a little, when I was a teenager. All these was in my teenager years, and you know, we you, you, we just being introduced, we don't know that much. So I'm in God's face boldly, and I'm just like, God, I don't. I wish you could have wrote it some other way. Like God, why you had to get beat up like that? Why you had to get hurt and tortured like that? You could have wrote it any other way. Why this? And then God shows up in the living room. Mm-mm-mm. I'm trying to tell you something, and this is what God says to me. I'm the one who gave my son. I'm the one who so loved the world that I gave my son, my son, my exact image. I put myself inside of a woman for your sins to be forgiven. Remember, it's my plan. It's my son for your sins. How do you make the thing that made me feel to give up my son due to disobedience upon the earth that shouldn't even exist? Say, wow, I didn't think of it like that, God. <laughs> Forgive me. Thank you. 
He said, it's okay. I just want you to know. Don't feel those kind of, don't entertain those kind of thoughts. I want you to read the word, study the word. Because I so love you that I gave. And ever since then, I've been loving all, I'm trying to tell you, those who hate God, those who think they hate God, those who turned away from God. I be, God began to open up my heart for all people. For all people. Even those who in different religions. See, some, some of us cut them off. Oh, I don't want to be bothered with them. They don't even believe in my God. No. People only do what they've been taught. They didn't grow up how you grew up, obviously. Or if they did, some way they converted somehow, some other way due to some other influence. And it takes us who's walking with the truth to bring them back to the truth. You know? So I don't want you guys to spend your day today wanting what someone else has. Because your gift is very significant. Oh, I'm so excited to be a part of you. Too much is given, much is required. And let me tell you something. You know what's required of us? If you, when you walk with God, you must know that he is God. You're not walking with God thinking he is, hoping he is. No. You gave God your life because something took place in your life. You saw him do something for you that you knew you couldn't do yourself. And you thanked him for it. And you honored him for it. That's why you're walking with him. That's why you follow him. Because you know he loves you. You're reading about him. You're hearing about him. You're seeing things about him. You're feeling this presence. He's drawn himself to you, to us. God, I love you. He woke me up this morning with this song, Great God, by Diedrich Haddon. I said, God, you wake up wanting to dance like that? <laughs> Do you know what it's like <laughs> to get up out your bed <laughs> and play a song fired up like that? <laughs> you ain't, I mean, seriously, what do they, just imagine what that looked like. You getting up, not even stretching, just getting up, just dancing straight out the bed. I'm like, wow, God. And then I played it once and I played the song twice. And God said, three is a charm. I said, you want to hear it again? All right, let's play it again. So right now, I want us, I want to play that song. Let me do that. Sometimes, I never plan anything because God, that God, sometimes, it, when I say to plan anything, I mean on this podcast. Because I could be sitting here, I have so much time in the presence of God. He could just tell me, to, to prepare me for the next day. And he don't, he just don't put in my heart to do that right now. Let me say right now, he doesn't do that. Every day, it's just freely God moving. And don't put it past God. Will He will start to put things in your heart to prepare you for the next day. He will. But just for right now, he has not done for me. So let me clear it up and say it like that. All right, let me get this song going. While I'm doing this, let's give God some praise. Thank God for waking us up. I love God. He's so good to us. He's so good to us. The devil thought he had us, y'all. Psst, liar. All right, I want y'all to hear this song. Woo-wee. This is a fire song right here. This song always gives me fire up. God is so good. 
God, he just slice you up. Jesus. <laughs> they had beat my feet. <laughs> God is so good. Just take all the weight off your back and just praise God. Everything going to be okay, y'all. God got everything under control. God is in control. Just praise God. Thank him for it. God is too good. Mm-hmm. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> ah. Everything will be all right. Worry for nothing. Don't be anxious for nothing. God got us, y'all. He got us, y'all. Get excited. Ooh, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. Hey. Hey. Ain't nobody like Great is our God. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. God is so good, y'all. God will turn your situation around for your favor. After this song goes, I got a word for you guys. Woo! Hallelujah! Mm, mm, mm. Jesus. I love you so much, God. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Great God. 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 Mm, mm, mm. Great. It's our God. Great. It's our God. Count it all joy this morning. Count it all joy this day. Know that everything is all right. Everything is okay. Continue to worship God. Continue to praise God. He's about to turn everything around for your favor. Do you know what it looked like to live your life one way and then allow God to step in and turn it around? He's turning your life around. That's why you're listening to this podcast. He's turning around your life. He's working everything out for your good. Don't ever think that God don't want no glory out of your life. We gotta know that stop. We gotta stop thinking that God don't that God is taking his time or let God show up when he wanna show up. Just know that he already showed up. Just know that he already prepared a way of an escape. God already blessed me. God already healed me. I already have joy. I already have peace. I have God. He is my God. I have a relationship with God. I'm walking with God. I'm talking to God. I'm hearing from God. God, I give you all I got. I don't want to just praise you and thank you and I want to live a life with you. Teach me more about the supernatural. I want to know more about you. Tell me things that many don't know. What do you like? What goes on in heaven? 
What is your style like? What do you look like? Show me something. Show me a garment that you wear. What does your throne look like? Show me something on your throne that you're doing. Identify, give me a vision, God. A download. He revealed things so much like yesterday. He revealed to me on his throne. There were uh, angelic hosts playing trumpets while he was doing something. He was writing something to give to me in an envelope. And what he gave me was an invitation to a higher level. God would ask you, are you ready for prosperity? I know you're preparing, but are you ready for this moment? It's here. Are you ready for the, fruit, the full manifestation? Are you ready for your opportunity, your, um, your appointed time? It's almost here. And for those of you, if you could be there, you could be almost there. It don't matter. He will, he will get you excited because he's excited. We got to remember it's for his glory. Why would he not want to rest in his glory? He gets pleasure out of you being happy, out of you being excited. Stop being doubtful. Don't be discouraged. Encourage yourself. Great is our God. I don't care what it looked like the devil tried to throw my way. Greater is our God and devil your plan is under my feet. Greater is our God. You got to begin to read. And if God gave us access to Google. Google and uh, scriptures to command your day. Scripture is about declaring and decreeing. Scripture is about warfare. And begin to confess those things in your life. Over your life. Cast down those generational curses. Some of us walk around with roots in the inside of us that we've been cursed for a long time that we don't even know where that was in us. One time God took a root out of me away from my foot. I said, God, it was dead father down inside of me? He said, been in you for a very long time. You didn't even know it was there. I really didn't. I was walking with you, God, but I didn't know it was there. Just because it passed the generation to generation and, and you are part of the next generation. So it came upon you. But the thing is with you, you're walking with me. So guess what? I'm going to get that up out. Because you invited me in to do that. When you say God shape me and mold me, God cleanse me, God make me more like you. That's giving him the opportunity to uproot things up out of you. To clean you, to prune you, to cut you. Sometimes God show me how you about to cut me. He'll show me with the, surg- the surgical gloves. I say, oh Lord. About to, about to put me on it, about to put me on the, uh, what you call it? <laughs> the, the operation table, <laughs> the surgery, t- or put me, do surgery on, on, on me. I said, oh my gosh. But the end result is that I'm growing more. I became more, much better. I don't want no one to feel like you're, and you're stuck. You are never stuck. You're a child of God. You are a child of God. Again, I say you are a child of God. God showed me a huge satellite right now. That means that all heaven is tuning into this conversation. They love to hear the truth. It's nothing like walking in the line and then when you depart your body in his presence and he reveals to you the truth that you decide not to walk in. Walk in it now. Receive it now. Learn now. Open yourself now. Become available now. Obey now. 
Live with God now. Receive Christ now as your Lord. Don't wait. God's worth all of us. I love loving God. I give everything to God. He's so good to us. He loves us. He loves us so much. And you know what what causes his heart to be heavy? That he knows who who have faith in him, who knows he knows who trust in him for real and who don't. And we have a mouth. He gave us a voice. And we don't choose to use it. (laughs) He gave us a voice. Use your voice. Use your voice. I didn't mean to cry. (laughs) But use your voice. Ask him. Talk to him. Ask him to shape you and mold you. Whatever your, your challenge is, he know what it is. He wants you to give it to him. I said, God, I could imagine what it looked like all these years, all these generations, and everybody struggled and lacked in believing you. Or they complained about something. And all of a sudden, now it's, we are the generation. We are the generation. We have a voice. Use your voice. Exalt God. Love God. Know that He loved us so much, He gave His Son for us. And it's okay. I said, one time I went somewhere. Let me turn this down some. I went to this church. And in this church, I was like, God, your presence, how come your presence is so strong in this place? And you know, these people are not walking in the way they should walk. And the reason you know that is because they're filled with the the words that they say. They have words of pride, words of greed, and they think that they're better they, they think they're better than the people that's outside in the world. And, I, and they make it as if they're better than them because they have God and the other people don't. And it's clearly seen and known because of how they say things. And they actually come out and say some things like that. And I say, but how come your presence is so strong in here? As if they're doing the right thing and they're not. And God quickly said to me, my presence and my, the power of my presence and Holy Spirit to move is not based upon what a person does or what a person says. It's a free gift to whoever want it. Liars under the Holy... I mean, liars are filled with Holy Ghost. We have people out here who's murdering people who's able to speak in other tongues. You walk past people every day. You're not even aware. But they express in my presence because they act. Is that based upon what you do? It's what I already done already. I already gave my son. I'm satisfied. Do that make it right to do? No, it doesn't. But that's their relationship with God. That they, they, they that God's deal with with them. 
And God said, it's not, I want you guys to know that you don't have to work for nothing to receive anything from me that you freely have. But you do have to prepare to walk in your anointing, prepare to walk in your calling, to be prepared to receive your divine purpose. To fulfill, walk in your fulfillment while you even caught to even be here. The purpose of your existence, you have to prepare to walk in that. But while you're preparing, you, are, you have access to free things. Love is your portion. Peace is your portion. Power, authority. My presence. So we don't have to think that we have to work for something to get something from God. It's freely given to us. Due to what his son, Jesus Christ, put on the cross already. All we got to do is just simply believe and receive. I thank you guys for your time. I love God so much. I know you do too. Spend this day just getting to know more about God. Whatever you want to ask God and you don't even, something you don't know and you just feel, you know, be bold enough to ask him. Make God your friend. Make it very personal today. Make it personal. It's on your mind. Even if you say, God, this person get on my nerves, God. Even if you want to vent to God. Whatever you want to do, just do it with him. Your life will never be the same. And if you want to say, God, I just want to thank you for, remember that time you did this? I just want to say thank you because I think about that all the time. Woo, it was like you who brought me out. Say, God, I love you because of what you've done for us. God, is this true about this? God, do you like this? He must be included in your life. God, do you like that? Oh, God, what, what am I called to do? Show me, uh, prepare me for what I'm called to do. Say that. Prepare me for what I'm called to do. Let me not focus on a title, but let me focus on following you more. Give everything over to God today. Just freely just receive everything he has for you today. In Jesus' name, you guys are favorite. I'm telling you, today is the best days of your life. I want you guys to enjoy like you've never enjoyed before in your life. God is showing up right now, right where you are. I feel him there in your presence. Enjoy every moment of it. He got some things. He got some things to give to you. He got something to say to you. He got things to show you. Oh, get excited. Oh, get excited. Your family members that's in home in heaven right now are excited for you. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I love you guys so much. We will talk soon. Peace.